0: The official
1: podcast of the Chillicothe Paints. This is Horsin' Around. The latest inside information from the Paints and the Prospect League. Now, here's the voice of Paints Baseball,
0: Jacob Wise. Welcome into another edition of Horsin' Around, a Chillicothe Paints Baseball podcast. Paints infielder Alex Ludwig is our guest this week, and you'll hear our conversation a bit later in the show. Week two is in the books, the first full week of games this season, with games going on Tuesday through Sunday. The first week of the season was just Thursday through Sunday, so the first time we've had to go for a six-day stretch. Chillicothe started the week off with a 10-1 win on the road against the West Virginia Miners down in Beckley, West Virginia. Paints really just took advantage of a ton of walks, scoring eight runs in the second inning. Chillicothe had a 10-1 lead after three innings. I thought we might get out of there a little bit earlier uh, from West Virginia because of a potential run rule, new rule this year in the prospect league, but no one scored the rest of the game, so the Paints won 10-1. Drew Wilson had two hits in that game, while Isaac Baer and Ben Gabor each collect two RBIs. Brad Dunn got the win after four innings of scoreless relief. On to Wednesday, the Paints were supposed to play the West Virginia Miners at VA Memorial Stadium in Chillicothe, but that game got rained out. It was just a one trip for West Virginia just one day, so you wanted to make sure there were some issues with the weather forecast. It was supposed to rain all day. You want to make sure you, you know, don't put them on the bus and make them drive all the way here and then not to play a game and turn around and go home. So, that game was rained out a little bit earlier. It will be made up though as part of a doubleheader starting at 6 o'clock Thursday, June 10th. So coming up this week. Thursday this past week, the Paints hosted the first-place Champion City Kings at VA Memorial Stadium after being dead offensively, basically, through the 7th-inning stretch. The Paints scored three runs in the 7th and three runs in the 8th to grab a 6-5 come-from-behind win. That snapped a five-game win streak for the Kings. Two more hits for Alex Ludwig in that game. You'll hear from Alex here in just a little bit. Mitchell Vincent came into the game to pinch hit. He had a two-run double. Riley Priest got a pinch hit two-run double as well. Jake Norris was solid on the mound as the starter. He allowed just one run on two hits and struck out three over six innings. He got a no decision because the Paints scored late. Brad Dunn, though, again got the win in relief for the Paints while Ruben Ramirez earned his first save with a scoreless ninth inning. It was Trey Smith who got the game-winning RBI on a sacrifice fly in that one and here's how it sounded on WXIZ. The Paints were dead offensively through six innings tonight. They've come alive here in the last two. Trey Smith swings and hits one into center field. Emerson makes the catch, tagging it third as Allen. The throw goes to the shortstop, and Chillicothe for the first time tonight has a 6-5 lead. So after that one, the Paints then went to Champion City on Friday, and, well, we're not going to talk much about that one. The Paints were run-ruled for the first time this season. 13-0 13 to nothing, the final in seven innings in their first trip of many over to Springfield, Ohio this season. The Paints then had a weekend road trip in Johnstown, Pennsylvania for the first time since they and Johnstown had teams in the Frontier League back in the day. The Paints couldn't get much going in Saturday's game, though, after a five-hour bus trip. They trailed 6-0 after eight innings. Chillicothe finally found some life in the ninth inning, though scoring three runs on an RBI hit from Jackson Feltner and a two-run hit by Jake Silverstein. But the rally ended there, and the Paints lost 6-3 to as they struck out 15 times at the plate. Sunday morning, though, the word of the day around the hotel was compete. And compete they did. The Paints started the afternoon with a couple of runs in the first inning, only to give up two in the bottom of the first inning. Tying the game at two with the Mill Rats, Johnstown then took a 4-2 lead with two runs in the fifth inning. Chillicothe, though, continued to compete. They picked up a run in the sixth inning on a wild pitch and then tied the game in the eighth on a sacrifice fly by Riley Priest. The game went into extra innings, and this was the first time an extra innings game happened for the Paints or the Mill Rats this year. Chillicothe, though, played it a run to take a 5-4 lead in the top of the 10th inning on a two-out single by Alex Ludwig. His fifth hit of the night, by the way, Ruben Ramirez, was lights out of the mound in the eighth, ninth, and tenth innings for the Paints. Earning his first one of the season in a 5 4 extra innings win. Ludwig, by the way, 5 4 6 in that game on Sunday in the Paints win. So the Paints go 3 2 on the week, and there was a lot of positive talk post game from manager John Penn and assistant coach Jackson White about winning the week and how important that was for the Paints getting that big win on Sunday before the long bus ride home. So Chillicothe going into the third week of the season, currently at 4 5. With seven games scheduled for the next six days. Remember, the Paints just got nine new players this week and this past weekend in Johnstown was the first overnighter for the team. Usually that's a big team bonding experience for summer ball teams full of guys who have never met each other previously for the most part. But the players got some extra time to bond on the way home on Sunday night, as we ran over some debris on the highway around Washington, Pennsylvania, punctured a tire. Bus started beeping, said, you guys need to pull over and get this taken care of. Never in any danger, though. We uh, stopped for a little while, a little over an hour at a uh, park and ride parking lot just off the highway in Washington, PA. And uh, we waited for a new tire there. And while we waited, all the players got off the bus and decided to play the uh, popular bus ride game Mafia while seated out in the parking lot. If you were looking from a distance, it looked like a little duck, duck, goose, but they were playing Mafia and they were having a good time. As well. By the way, bus company owner Todd Campbell was the one who drove down from Slippery Rock to bring us a new tire, popped it on for us real quick, and sent us on our way. So I want to send a big, big thank you to him and his Campbell Bus Company for taking care of us on our road trip. So after two weeks of play, here are what the standings look like in the Prospect League. Chillicothe, with a four and five record, tied for second place in their division, the Ohio River Valley Division of the East Conference, with the West Virginia Miners. Champion City leads that division at seven and three, and they lead Chillicothe and West Virginia by two and a half games. Johnstown rounds out the Ohio River Valley Division with a three and seven record, and they are four games back. In the Wabash River Division of the East Conference, the Lafayette Aviators have a 7-3 record to lead the division. That's a -a one-and-a-half game lead over the Danville Dans, who are 5-4. The Rex are two-and-a-half games back in the Wabash River Division at 5-6. And and the Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp, four-and-a-half back at three wins, eight losses. Out in the West Conference, it's the Clinton Lumber Kings leading the Great River Division with a 7-3 record. They've won three in a row. Normal has won four in a row. They've climbed into second place in the Great River Division, just a half game back at six wins, three losses. Burlington has dropped two straight. They are six and four, and the Quincy Jims round out the Great River Division in the West five games back with three straight losses at two wins, eight losses. That's the worst record in the league so far. Also, in the Prairie Land Division of the West Conference, the O'Fallon Hoots and the Springfield Sliders are tied for the top spot at five wins, four losses. O'Fallon has lost three in a row. Springfield had won three in a row, but they lost on Sunday to snap that streak. Third place in the Prairie Land Division is the Alton River Dragons at four and four. They're just a half game back after two straight wins, and the Cape Catfish round out the Prairie Land Division, a game and a half back with three wins, five losses. They won their game on Sunday. Chillicothe on the road for the majority of this upcoming week. The Paints in Beckley, 6.35 p.m. starts Tuesday and Wednesday down at Linda K. Epling Stadium. Paints and the West Virginia Miners going at it there. You're going to hear that a lot because West Virginia comes to Chillicothe on Thursday, June 10th. We'll make up that game that was rained out last week. So a 6.05 p.m. doubleheader starting at VA Memorial Stadium on Thursday and $1 draft beer on Thursday as well. And uh, hopefully we'll get both games in and get back onto the regularly scheduled portion of the season. Friday, the Paints are home again, taking on the West Virginia Miners. And that'll be our first party with the Paints of the season, sponsored by Budweiser, as the band Philo Beto will be playing out on the deck immediately after the game. Paints players will come out and introduce themselves and kind of hang out with you out there for a little while before they head home for the night. So a chance to meet the Chillicothe Paints after the game coming up on Friday. Then back to West Virginia for a Saturday and Sunday trip. 635 starts again on Saturday and Sunday from Linda K. Epling Stadium down in Beckley. Obviously looking ahead a little bit, but after the off day on Monday, it's two more games against West Virginia on June 15th and June 16th. So, if my math is right, and there's a good chance that it's not because I don't do that well, it's nine games against the West Virginia Miners over nine days, but with an off day mixed in there because the doubleheader on Thursday uh, makes it nine games in nine days between the Paints and the West Virginia Miners. So, basically, for the next week and a half, it's going to be Chillicothe versus West Virginia, and it'll go a long way toward helping to determine how things are going to shake out in the Ohio River Valley Division of the East Conference. Well, you've heard Alex Ludwig's name quite a bit for what he was able to do for the Paints, especially offensively over this past week. The Baldwin-Wallace infielder hit 360 in six games this past week, nine hits on 25 at-bats. He hit three doubles, drove in two, and scored five times for the Paints this week, a big part of Chillicothe's success. After the game Saturday night in Johnstown, Alex and I talked about baseball, school, and his summer so far. Obviously, you go to Baldwin-Wallace, which is a storied baseball program. Uh, People look at that and maybe say, well, it's D3, but that conference that you guys play in is incredible, especially at that level. You guys have players all the time come out of Baldwin-Wallace, end up playing pro ball. What's it like playing in a program like that?
1: Uh, you know, it's a, it's a very grateful experience. Um, when I first got to BW, uh, obviously coming in as a freshman, uh, you're going to be nervous going into a college like that, and um, it was actually really easy getting um, into the culture that they built there, and um, the whole baseball team was invested into the baseball program, so it was easy to fit in, and um, we have a great group of guys there, and we love to compete against uh, other teams, in our conference there are pretty tough to go against, and uh, We do a pretty well uh, job keeping at that. Did you play with Jack Raines? I did play with Jack Raines, yes, and Danny Cody. (laughs) Okay.
0: Did they give you a a word to say, hey, maybe uh, go play in Chillicothe?
1: They honestly did, yeah. Um, The uh, coach always came to our practices. Um, The prior coach to the paints, and uh, he was recruiting them and all that, and they loved it when they came back. They, They said it's a great environment out here. The crowd gets involved. It's a baseball city over here in Chillicothe. And um, I'm grateful to be over here. This is an awesome place.
0: What made you pick Baldwin-Wallace?
1: So I actually live 15 minutes away from Baldwin-Wallace University, um, where I was born and raised uh, over in Brunswick, Ohio. And um, I was actually getting recruited for two sports, uh, football and baseball there. And I was actually considering playing two sports in college. Um, but, uh, when I was getting closer to the college, uh, I thought that I would just focus on one sport and, um, I'm grateful that I got to pick that in, uh, playing baseball at BW.
0: Is the D3 level maybe more attractive to players who want to play two sports? It seems like it happens more and coaches and schools are more willing to let that happen.
1: Uh, I would say so. Yeah. Uh, depends on the university and how flexible they are with you.
0: Obviously, you know there are naysayers out there. I went to a Division three school. I saw the level of competition that there is. <laughs> right. I work at a baseball stadium that has JUCO games, D one games, D two games, D three games. There are good players everywhere. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to anybody who says you know D three isn't isn't really that big of a deal? Um,
1: I would say that's a false statement. Um, I believe that every single division, JUCO, uh, D three to D one. You know, there's going to be competition. Um, I believe that D3 has the capability of playing at a D1 level. Um, A couple years ago uh, we actually beat Butler University um, when we went down for a Snowbird Classic for our spring trip and it was a great experience you know uh, getting after a D1 team as a D3 team. You don't see it often but uh, yeah we're pretty gritty over there Ball and Wallace.
0: Definitely something to hang your hat on when you get to you know, chalk one up on, on one of those D1 teams, right? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so you get here to Chillicothe, you had some some good words from a couple of former players here who uh, were very, very good players here in their time in Chillicothe. You get through opening night and 3,800 people at the ballpark. Is that the biggest crowd you've played in front of? That is, yes, and it was awesome. The weird thing about college summer baseball, and I like to talk to with a lot of the players, is the oddness of... 30 guys showing up from all over the place. You've not met any of them, maybe one or two of them, possibly, but for the most part, none of them. You've never met your manager or your assistant coach, and you show up two days before the season starts. You meet everybody. You go home with somebody you met 10 minutes ago, and you're going to live with them for the summer, and then all of a sudden, two days later, you're expected to play baseball. How hard is that to go through in in maybe that 48-hour period?
1: Um, It's definitely challenging just to get used to the atmosphere and being around some unfamiliar faces. But um, it was actually kind of easy settling in here at Chillicothe. Everybody was welcoming arms right when we came in. And um, it's been a great experience so far. So I'm looking forward to the remaining part of this season. I think we're going to step our pedal to the floor soon soon enough probably tomorrow we'll start and get some more wins
0: i know when i when i show up to the ballpark uh you're usually one of the guys that's a little more upbeat trying to get guys uh to have some energy before the game And, and even in the dugout you're you're usually kind of the cheerleader in there for everybody is that just part of your personality or is it something that you've kind of made a conscious effort to to try to take a leadership role
1: uh, it's definitely part of a leadership role, and I believe that if that's not brought to the ballpark every single day, then you're going to have bad days. And, um, you know, it, it gets some people going. Sometimes it doesn't get people going. For, but for me, when I'm a vocal leader and I'm getting out there and getting my words out to the team, like, hey, let's do this, let's get this down, um, it definitely pays off in the end, you know, because overall, you're trying to build trust in your teammates. And without any communication at all, you're not going to build any trust with them. So I think um, effective communication on a baseball team is one of the biggest things, especially when you're going into a season where you don't know any of the guys. What's your college major? Uh, My major is business administration, and I'm double-minoring in marketing and entrepreneurship. What's your
0: plan post-baseball? Do you have one yet?
1: It's okay if you don't. Um, I had I had some uh, a couple things, I, uh, ideas I wanted to do. Uh, first, I I wanted to get my real estate license. Um, that's definitely something I want to do.
0: I just built a house this year, so I know how crazy okay. the real estate yeah. market is.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, my whole family is in the sales industry, um, uh, mainly for uh, hotels and all that um, around. So, um, marketing is a big aspect in my family, and uh, it's something that I want to pursue as well. And I have I have that personality to, uh, you know, engage with sure. others. Like, it, ha- it could be the most random person. And I can just intermingle and try and make small talk with them, get to know them and all that. You've never met a stranger, right?
0: I've met a, a lot of strangers. <laughs> but you talk to them anyway, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's got to be nice.
0: <laughs> You're the guy in line when everybody's just kind of staring straight ahead. You you find a way to, to strike up a conversation, don't you? <laughs> right, yeah. It's one of the things we like about you. What's your uh, best baseball memory so far? Ooh, Um,
1: definitely going to the regionals my freshman year of college um, just because it was my first year on a college baseball team and getting to that um, far in the tournament, it was just an awesome experience. Um, I did start as a freshman at Ball & Wallace, and so that experience – really helped me um grow these past three years um one as a leader and one as and as a baseball player as well um and just having those experiences you know um yeah definitely uh freshman year regional for ball and wallace
0: you've played shortstop you've played second base have you played third this year yet uh, no, I have not. But I did pitch yesterday. You did, you did pitch yesterday. <laughs> yep. And you pitched a little bit at Baldwin Wallace, uh, I think uh, a few innings this year. Yeah. What's your favorite, if you could pick, what's your favorite position to play? Definitely shortstop. You know, I figured that'd be the answer. Oh yeah. If you can play yeah. shortstop, you'd like to be there, right? Oh yeah, definitely. But the versatility is nice too. And it gives your coaches more options to to keep you in the lineup too. Right, yeah. I actually,
1: um, I didn't start playing infield until my junior year of high school. I was always a, an outfielder, primarily a center fielder, and I wanted to try it out, and uh, I found out that I was actually really good at it, and I pursued it, and I love it. I love playing shortstop.
0: Well, it's fun to watch you play. I've looked forward to seeing how you guys kind of figure things out throughout the rest of the season. Thanks for taking some time after a, a rough game on a Saturday night here in the hotel room. Alex Ludwig, thanks for being a guest here on Horse and Around. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. A huge thank you to Alex Ludwig for joining us on Horse and Around this week. And by the way, the day after we recorded that interview in the hotel, he went out and had five hits. Just saying, probably a coincidence. I'm not taking credit for it, but I'm not, not taking credit for it either. We did get a mailbag question this week before we uh, call it a week here on Horse and Around. A fan that asked to not be identified by name. She had read an article about how umpires in the major leagues and in the minor leagues use mud to rub down baseballs before each game. Wanted to know if the same is done in the prospect league. The answer is yes. While we don't necessarily use the same exact stuff that they use in pro ball, umpires or clubhouse attendants do use a mud and water mixture to rub brand new baseballs. And the idea is you're trying to remove the shiny, slick surface that is on the ball from the manufacturing process which makes them a lot less slick and they're easier to grip and throw. There's actually an official rule addressing this for Major League Baseball. It's Rule 4.01C, and it states that all baseballs shall be, quote, properly rubbed so that the gloss is removed, end quote. In the early 1900s, teams would uh, rub the balls with a mix of water and the infield dirt, which had a lot of pebbles in it, or sometimes even they would use tobacco juice, shoe polish, or soil from under the stadium bleachers. But the problem with that was it also damaged and scratched the leather surface of the ball. So an umpire once complained to Philly's third base coach about the methods that they were using. So that coach, Lena Blackburn, set out in 1938 to find a better mud to use to rub the baseballs. Later that decade, he found a spot on the New Jersey side of the Delaware River with the perfect mud to rub baseballs, And by the 1950s, every single major league team was using that mud along with some of the minor league teams and some of the college teams. The mud is collected, cleaned, and then screened before it is sold to teams. It works so well because it's very fine. And as one author put it, it's like a thick chocolate pudding. Teams in the prospect league try to get as close as they can to that same consistency, though I believe some may use the same mud as the major league baseball teams do. Not everybody does. But we get close. It's a pretty neat and unique thing about baseball that I hope never goes away. Although, Major League Baseball has recently tested baseballs that wouldn't need to be rubbed. But for now, though, they all get that treatment before the game, even in the prospect league. If you have questions that you would like addressed on the podcast, just send me an email at Jacob at That's J-A-C-O-B at ChillicothePaints.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week on another edition of Horse and Around. Roll paints.